number 010323, a rendering of each of seven episodes. Episode number one, A Year with the Church Fathers. Know that you are God's image. God made human beings in the image of God. St. Irenaeus reminds us that we are a special creation. The story in Genesis tells how God spake all other things into being, but formed human beings with his own hands. God, by his word, has created the whole earth and world, and to all the world he has given laws in which each different thing should exist, and according to what is determined by God should not pass their bounds, each fulfilling its appointed task. But man he formed with his own hands, taking from the earth that which was purest and finest, and mingling in measure his own power with the earth. For he traced his own form on the formation, so that what would be seen would be of divine form. Man was formed as the image of God and set on the earth. And so that he might become living, God breathed on his face the breath of life, that both in the breath and in the formation man should be like unto. Moreover, he was free and self-controlled, being made by God for this purpose, that he might rule all those things that were on earth. And this great created world, prepared by God before the formation of man, was given to man as his place containing all things within itself. St. Irenaeus, Demonstration of the Apostolic Preaching, 11. In God's presence, consider, am I using the freedom God gave me the way God wants it to be used? Closing prayer. Lord, let all my thoughts be holy and let sinful deeds be far from my mind. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. This gay, windy month. I enter into this gay, windy month with my mind full of the book of Yasu. Its battle scenes are like the Bayuk's tapestry, the books of the Old Testament, because to us, as signs of the zodiac and Sasu, somewhere near the spring equinox, stands at the opposite side of heaven from Job, where all the sky is sailing down to darkness. Here is a book for spring. The sap is rising in the trees, and the children of God are whining all their battles, and winning them as well. And it is Lent when Yasu, our Christ, calls the five captive kings cowering from their cave and makes his offices and officers put their feet upon their necks. Then the five kings go to the giblet. That is what Jesus makes us do to the five senses in Lent. Hasu is a conqueror and even a poet he lifted up his head in the heat of battle and sang a two-line poem to the sun and moon, and both stood still, for the sun did not go down toward Gabicon, nor the moon to the valley of Ajalon, 
Even so, Christ has delayed the day of judgment, giving us time to do penance. The sign of Jonas. Episode number three, Magnificat, March 2023, volume 24, number 13. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 29, <clears throat> chapter 11, 29 through 32. While still more people gather in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the sign of man be to this generation. At the judgment, the queen of the south will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah they repented, and there is something greater than Jonah here, the gospel of the Lord. Meditation of the Day the grace to repent and recognize the sign of Jonah. Lord God Almighty Jesus Christ, who came to call not the just but sinners to repentance, in fulfillment of your promise, you have graciously said, in the moment that the sinner repents of his fault, I forget his sin. Accept my repentance in this hour of pain, and by means of this fire prepared for my body, set me free from the eternal fire that would burn both soul and body. I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for having accepted me as a holocaust to your name. I thank you for having offered yourself on the cross as a victim for the whole world. You, the just for the unjust, the good for evil. You, the innocent, a victim for sinners. I offer my sacrifice to you, who, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, live and reign, God, forever and ever. Amen. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book. Number one, two, and three, by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Proverbs, chapter 24, Verse 16, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again. Falling down doesn't make you a failure, but staying down does. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by John, chapter 17, verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. If a task is once begun, never leave it till it's done. Be the labor great or small, do it well or not at all. Golden Nugget number three, inspired by Ephesians chapter five, verse 16. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Time is more valuable than money because time is irreplaceable. 
episode number five, Chesterson Day by Day. St. David's Day. My eyes are void with vision. I sing, but I cannot speak. I hide in the vaporous caverns like a creature wild and weak. But forever my harps are turned, and forever my songs are sung, and I answer my tyrants ever in an unknown tongue. When the blue men broke in the battle with the Romans or the Dane, the cracks of my ghastly uplands, they gather like ghosts again. Some say I am still a drooled. Some say my spirit shows. Catholic, Puritan, pagan, but no man knows. Mother of God's good wishes, of all white mystery, whatever else I am seeking, I seek for thee. For the old harp better fitted and swung on a stronger thong, we that shall sing forever, oh, hear our song. The Seven Swords. Episode number six. Reflection. Faithfulness and obedience to the will of God must adorn the life of every Christian. God glorifies the faithful and the obedient as is seen in the life of St. Agapius. When Agapius was a young man, he was captured by pirates, taken to Asia, and sold to a certain Arab. For twelve years, Agapius remained quietly and obediently a slave of this Arab. And for twelve years, he prayed to the All-Holy Mother of God to help him gain his freedom from bondage. One night, the Virgin Mother of God appeared to him and told him to arise and go without fear to his elder. Agapius rose and went to his elder on the holy mountain. When the elder saw Agapius, he was saddened, thinking that Agapius had fled from his master. He said to him, My child Agapius, you have deceived your master, but you can never deceive God. On the day of the dread judgment, You will have to render an answer for that money with which your master purchased you to serve him. Therefore, you must return and faithfully serve your master. Agapius, faithful and obedient to the will of God, returned immediately to Asia, reported to his master, and informed him of everything that had happened. Learning of all this, the Arab was amazed at the virtue of Christians and he desired to see Agapius' elder. Thus he took his own two sons and went to the holy mountain. There he and his two sons were baptized, and all three of them were tonsured as monks. They remained there until their deaths, living in asceticism at first under the guidance of Agapius' spiritual father, and later under Agapius himself. Thus, the previously cruel masters became the obedient disciples of their former slave, the faithful Agapius, who was himself submissive to the will of God. Episode number seven, A Mystic Reflection. 
They talk of hellfire in the material sense. I don't go into that mystery and I shun it. But I think if there were fire in material sense, they would be glad of it, for I imagine that in material agony, their still greater spiritual agony would be forgotten for a moment. Moreover, that spiritual agony cannot be taken from them, for that suffering is not eternal but within them. And if it could be taken from them, I think it would be bitter still for the unhappy creatures. For even if the righteous in paradise forgave them, beholding their torments, and call them up to heaven in their infinite love, they would only multiply their torments, for they would arouse in them still more keenly a flaming thirst for responsive, active, and grateful love, which is now impossible. In the timidity of my heart I imagine, however, that the very recognition of this impossibility would serve at least to console them for accepting the love of the righteous together with the impossibility of repaying it by this submissiveness and the effect of this humility they will attain at last, as it were, to a certain semblance of that active love which they scorned in life, to something like its outward expression. I'm very sorry, friends and brothers, that I cannot express this clearly, but woe to those who have slain themselves on earth, woe to the suicides. I believe that there can be none more miserable than they. They tell us that it is a sin to pray for them and outwardly the church, as it were, renounces them, but in my secret heart I believe that we may pray even for them. Love can never be an offense to Christ. For such as those I have prayed inwardly all my life, I confess it, fathers and teachers, and even now I pray for them every day. Oh, there are some who remain proud and fierce even in hell, in spite of their certain knowledge and contemplation of the absolute truth. There are some fearful ones who have given themselves over to Satan and his proud spirit entirely. For such, hell is voluntary and ever-consuming. They are tortured by their own choice, for they have cursed themselves, cursing God and life. They live upon their vindictive pride like a starving man in the desert sucking blood out of his own body. But they are never satisfied, and they refuse forgiveness. They curse God who calls them. They cannot behold the living God without hatred, and they cry out that the God of life should be annihilated, that God should destroy himself and his own creation, and they will burn in the fire of their own wrath forever and years for death and annihilation. But they will not attain to death. Fyodor Dostoevsky